0: Yo,
2: oh. yo, yo, oh. Aubrey Edwards,
1: Tony Shivani we bout to party, we bout to party, Unrestricted. got the house now, we gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down, got that big space, pump and make them bounce now,
2: Bouncing like they bossing in the You are listening to AEW, and if you have YouTube, and who doesn't in this age? Seriously, you are watching AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of all Elite Wrestling. Tony Schiavone and Aubrey Edwards, how you doing, Aubrey?
3: I'm doing great. It's a gorgeous Monday morning in Seattle. The temperature has dropped significantly, but I'm not complaining because I live here willingly, as I have (laughs) frequently discussed with our guest today. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and why don't you introduce why don't you introduce our wonderful guest today for us
3: we've got matt lee and jeff parker 2.0 uh very very happy to have you guys let me raise my coffee mug to you yes sir it's a long time coming we've had to reschedule this podcast like three times so I'm very very happy that we're here that's all right especially like oh my god you guys have had an incredible few months i think i had this conversation with matt recently but like you got fired you got rehired. Oh yeah! You had matches with Sting and CM Punk, and then Matt had a baby. Uh-huh. So this is like yeah, <laughs> 2021 for 2.0 is going real well. <laughs>
0: it's been uh, it's been a wild ride. Uh, it's one of those deals where it's like we can't even try to understand it anymore. You just kind of strap in and just oh well yeah yeah of course we're fighting
2: Sting yeah you yeah, have
1: yeah no idea what yeah, what's yeah. around the corner what's coming tomorrow who knows no no idea you
3: know? no idea whatsoever.
2: So what's it like just stepping in the ring knowing that Sting's on the other side? it's really hard to actually put it into words, to, to be quite
0: honest, because this is a guy, most of us, most everybody on the roster has has grown up watching, right? And he's the icon. And that's not just some moniker that you put onto him. Like this dude is, I mean, he's pro wrestling in a way. So when you get to stand across and, you know, you're about to mix it up and, you know, we've learned. Yeah, the hard I, was, I was just going to say <laughs>
1: that when Sting's coming at you. It's on. You got to be ready. This guy is a madness. Is he doesn't? On. He's coming at you. He's there. For a fight. So that uh, that
3: awestruck moment doesn't last very long because no. uh, you're about to
1: get in a fight. <laughs> it's chopping you in the
3: face. <laughs> I think working with Sting, like, one of the things that I really enjoyed with it is you forget that he's actually like 62. Oh, my God. He hits as hard as some of the guys that are 20 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah, he doesn't hold back.
1: And he just wants to go. Just wants to he go. Wants to be in there. What a
3: sweetheart, too. Yeah. Sweetheart of a guy. Yeah.
1: I can't say enough good things about Sting, how nice and generous he's been with us. Just just the man. You know, he's just yeah. the man.
3: Just the man. Speaking of the men, you guys have quite a history under your belts. I'm going to run through a couple of your accomplishments. Uh, I'm also going to butcher the name of the Chikara tag titles. Okay, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, we,
1: I never got that down either. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the Campion para de you Paraguay. Know, It's the Takara Tag Team Champions twice over. Good enough. (laughs) Uh, One-time Combat Revolution Tag Team Champions. Two-time International Wrestling Syndicate Tag Team Champions. One-time North Shore Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions. 2 times Northern Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions. And then you guys have both been on the PWI. Jeff, you were number 266. And Matt, you were 277. Oh. Uh, How does it feel, Jeff, to be slightly better than Matt?
2: Wow! Uh, what uh, year was that? Yeah, oh, what year was that? It flip flops back and forth. That was uh, 1986. <laughs> oh, that, that was a good thank year. You, thank you. Uh, so it was, was a great. Year.
0: 86. I had a great year. <laughs> yeah, that was 2013. Actually, <laughs> here's the thing with uh, w- with the PWI rankings and stuff. Unless you're like in the top five. Does it really matter if you're 266 or 267? I've always wanted to be dead last.
1: To yeah, be honest. <laughs> to be, be Share number 500. Yeah. That'd I'd be great. 500 would yeah. be great. Now so that's who, something to talk Who about. remembers who's 362? Nobody remembers that, no. right? You're going to remember no. number one. You're going to remember number 500. Maybe the top 10. Maybe. But, you know, this has probably been our, our most successful year, I would say. Oh, for sure. Not ranked. <laughs> who's who's doing these rankings? Is it uh,
2: Bill Lachter? Uh It's not Bill after. I Bill doesn't even know his name now. Uh, <laughs> I say that because I love Bill. I do. I don't know who does that. It's not Stu. I don't know who does that anymore. So, Well, listen, regardless of that, whatever you ranked, here you are in AEW. We've already talked about your reaction about getting into the ring with Sting. Uh, you made your debut at Homecoming on 8-4. And talk about your journey and how you got into AEW. Getting into AEW started by getting fired from
0: WWE. Yeah. That's a, that was the big first step. Right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thanks, guys. The big first step. <laughs>
1: that was the first domino
3: that had to fall. <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, a very terrifying time because, you know, as, as you mentioned, Aubrey Met uh, just had a
1: child. So his wife was expecting at the time. Yeah, I mean, we were maybe seven weeks out when we yeah, got let go. You know, you got to figure out how, how am I going to make a living? There's immigration issues because we're Canadian. Are we going to have to move back? We obviously don't want to move back. You know, want this kid to be American? Give him some options. Yeah, a, little yeah, a little anchor baby. A little anchor baby.
0: And you know, we've we've been here for the better part of three years of our lives, so we've kind of set down roots. You know, we have our way of life, and you don't don't want to necessarily go back home permanently. And especially if you have to move back to Canada, as far as wrestling goes, your options are substantial,
1: especially during the
0: the pandemic, especially during that. So that was the biggest part of what do we do? How do we figure out that? So the first leg of, you know, after being, Fired was kind of like trying to figure out that part more so than, well, what are we going to do as far as wrestling goes? Like that had to be secondary because we couldn't do anything until that was figured out. Mm-hmm. Luckily for us, we know a lot of people well, in AW, you know When you've been friends. around for a
1: long time, you make a lot of friends. You make
0: a lot of friends. Yeah, it's very important. Put in a couple of calls, just being like, hey, guys, look, if there's anything you do for us, obviously it, some people think, well, if you have a friend, they'll get you a job doesn't work like that you know at the most probably get you an opportunity or at least put a good word in
3: they'll get you a dark match at tops and then at that point it's up to you to get everything else
0: right and and that's kind of the trajectory that it was was like oh maybe we'll get you in for dark like yeah no problem as long as we can get a foot in the door and try and see if, if we can work something out so that was kind of the first progression and then that went to talking and Then we get a a call just being like, oh, well, uh, Tony has an idea for you
1: on Dynamite. Wow. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I got a a call from from Chris Harrington. I I don't know if he minds if I say his name. On a Saturday night at like 10 p.m. And he goes, so we're going to bring you in on Tuesday. (laughs) We're just like, what? Wait, what? What what is happening here? We get another call where Jeff, you ended up speaking to him after that phone call. Yeah. Where he says... I think Tony has an idea for you guys for Dynamite, and we're just like, what is happening right now? So,
0: the whole tornado of what this last while has <laughs> it been, just happened so fast. It's been like that. So, that's where it ended up being uh, our debut on Dynamite there uh, at uh, Daly's place at Homecoming.
1: So, that's what kind of led up to that one. Yeah, I guess t- Tony had an idea of, of this six man tag. He wanted to use um, Moxley, Darby, and King together as, as a trio, and he had that idea. So, he paired us with Daniel Garcia to get it done, and it just meshed really well like that match could not have gone any better for us it really could not have
3: (laughs) i want to talk about your adopted son daniel garcia because you guys clearly have an idea daniel garcia gets paired with you guys clearly like hottest name on the indies i use air quotes because he's like with us now right but like dude wrestled suzuki this past weekend along with cm punk and alex shelley like how has the pairing with the three of you been
0: absolutely fantastic I really couldn't have asked for anybody better to be paired up with. And like, it's always a terrifying thing when you just get thrown together with somebody
1: because chemistry is a big thing. You, you have no idea. Like we, So we were kind of familiar with him. He's like a Northeast guy too from Buffalo, and he would wrestle in our area in Montreal. Um, so we were familiar with him. Tony had us do this promo, I guess, to announce the uh, match for Dynamite. And it just, it clicked. And we just fed off each other, and, and he listened, and we listened to his ideas, and, and it just meshed so well. We could not ask for more, you know? We were actually
0: talking the other day uh, at TV. It was just kind of like we've been together for a few months, but it kind of feels like like forever. Yeah, it It, feels like we've known him forever. Very fast friends. uh, Love that kid to death. He's, He's so freaking talented just wants to learn and wants to get better at every single time and, and what i love about it is this dichotomy of like y- you have us
1: that are like really over the top and loud and, and he brings so that, a bunch of that ass kicking edge to him exactly you know, he brings that ass kicking edge and we both wear red and black yeah so so <laughs> what are we not gonna team
2: it was uh and and i think you guys will agree uh the cm punk match was pretty special i i really think and i really think punk did a great job of of working with him. It was, it was, it was great. You guys did a great promo leading up to it, talking about CM Punk and, you know, coming back and lo- looking out for himself. That all was good. It, it all was from the, from the moment that you guys did the interview to the moment you guys went out. It was, it was a good segment. Yeah. I was just sitting there ringside side, watching
0: it. You kind of know that you're seeing something like, Oh, this is very, very good. It's good. And then getting to watch it back, you see. And and like you said, punk, a pros pro, an absolutely pros pro, did right by Daniel. Daniel did right by punk. And just it was one of those things, and you never know how two people are
1: gonna match up, right? The first time you touch, you you just never you know. know. Right. It was just fun to be that close to see that match. And even even that that interview segment we did, the the three bucks with Mark Henry there, punk could not have been cooler. Like no. he just said, say whatever you want to say, like nothing bothers him. No, you know, just say whatever you want, and I'll just I'll just feed off of it. Right. I love those three. Yeah, boxes, those, those by are a good way. time. Those are a good time.
2: Uh, all right. So we put Daniel Garcia over. It's now time to put you guys over a little bit more because that we're all about. You've, you've known each other since grade school, right? The third grade. How did you discover pro wrestling?
0: I personally can't remember if yeah. there's like a distinct thing yeah. that's like, I remember wrestling, but I do have a memory of Saturday mornings, Maple Leaf, WWF Maple Leaf Wrestling was the local show that we got. I remember sitting there with my dad watching
1: that. So that was kind of my first memories of it. Yeah. There's this story my mother likes to tell of the lead into WrestleMania four where Hogan loses to Andre and he gets screwed right by one of the Hebners. Yeah. And it was a Friday night. And my father had gone out to play hockey. How or much something. did they pay for the plastic surgery? And I just would not stop crying. Like just, inconsolable and my mother did not know what to do with me i
3: was like four years old at
1: the time yeah i guess that's my first memory of
0: so we definitely grew up wrestling fans and obviously in school you know Mm. we've we've known each other since uh the eighth grade so we were the wrestling kids third grade uh third grade grade. eight years old third grade sorry get it right Uh, you think i'd know this story you would think we would know the story so many times yeah but yeah, so we are the wrestling kids in school, and then the Attitude Era came in, and that was kind of like, almost everybody was yeah. the wrestling kids in school. You didn't have
1: to be ashamed
0: to no, be a wrestling fan anymore no. in the Attitude Era. At first, go to school yeah. with our WWF
1: magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody going to see I'm this? to read this? Oh,
3: oh, man. So, you guys... Obviously, develop a friendship, you have wrestling, and then eventually we get towards backyard wrestling. You guys had uh Shaggy Pro Wrestling. <laughs> shaggy shad-a-gy, pro,
1: shad-a-gy pro, wrestling. <laughs> pro Wrestling. No, we, we forgive you. It's a very, uh, yeah. I guess, is it French? Yeah, it is French.
2: Yeah, uh, it's French. It's called what again? Chateau Gay Pro
0: Wrestling. Chateau Gay. Yeah. That was the suburb of Montreal we lived in. And of course, you know, Backyard Wrestling is you get all your friends to do it. Uh, It started out with just us in Matt's basement.
1: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) At at one point, I... um... Yeah, and you get thrown off the ropes, right? Well, th- there's no ropes. It's just the drywall. It's, it's a basement. And I went through the drywall. <laughs> <laughs> the video of this oh, yeah. still exists. It's good stuff. Wait, what? It's absolutely. There, there's a video. Uh, what? you, there you do a- backyard wrestling and not film it? Of course you're going to film it. <laughs> well, it's like there's one
3: thing if you film it and it's like on VHS or if it's on like YouTube and I could watch it.
1: Yeah, I know it's on VHS somewhere. I don't think it'll ever see the light of day. Oh, I think it should. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I, think,
2: I think it should all. Absolutely should. We do have a YouTube channel. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's so explain this spot to us now against the ring ropes. Basically, you know, <laughs> it's an
0: Irish whip
1: into the ropes, and Matt had a, just a little I too mean, much steam. Yeah, a little too much steam. A too much. Steam. So, so, much steam. so I kind of put my shoulder into the wall. To I, guys, I don't know what I was thinking. Okay, I, what am I? Fifteen years old. <laughs> yeah, and my shoulder just goes through the drywall, through the drywall. giant hole. And uh, my father, he wasn't too pleased. <laughs> no.
2: Yeah, I imagine so. It's
1: the amount of stuff that we broke
2: oh, around
0: yeah. the house, the in chairs, our backyard days, because, you know, we would use the the plastic deck chairs as our top rope when we started, when we graduated <laughs> to the backyard. So jumping off of those, they'd always they just
1: It just snaps, just, explodes. Yeah. The guy takes a tumble. Time of our lives. Guys. It was the time of our lives. Eventually,
0: eventually, my dad ended up tying up some garden hose yeah. between two of the trees we had in the, in our backyard. Yes, we had taken a step up. This was really a time stepped up that the we
1: production. Had, we had a side of ropes.
0: Of course, because
1: you have one side of ropes, what are yeah. you going to do? Battle Royal. You got to do a battle. Over royal. the top, Battle Royal. Dumping yeah, yeah. people over the top <laughs> rope.
3: <laughs> we're uh, we're talking to uh, Matt Lee and Jeff Parker of 2.0. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit more, more about their, their indie days. Mm. Mm, very exciting. This is AEW Unrestricted. Tony and Aubrey talking with the wonderful 2.0 recent signing tag team of the AEW roster. Super excited to have you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is great. We're happy to be here. What hey, a blast. What Canadian? Hey, everybody, guy. Canadian. Speaking of Canadian, uh, you guys got your start in Montreal. Yeah, we did. What was the Canadian wrestling scene like up there?
0: So, when we started, it was the blind leading the blind. Yeah, big time. <laughs> So out of Montreal, there weren't many, like, so they had Jacques Rougeau who was still involved and still at a school, right? So it was kind of when we started, it was like, oh, of course, we're going to try and go to Jacques Rougeau because he's the only guy you knew of. It's not like it was a budding indie scene where you now know that there's multiple places. I mean, shows th- there was
1: area. though, there was there like was. an indie scene, but we just didn't know about it. Didn't like, I, I guess like Google wasn't a thing like we, you know what I mean? We're 16 years old. You don't know how to find these things. So there was um, a radio wrestling program in Montreal that we'd listened to. 4 p.m. on on Saturdays we'd go watch the pay-per-views at, at a bar with these people like they would host like pay-per-view parties or whatever and we ended up becoming kind of friendly with the hosts and they pointed us in the direction right there that's how we found out about indie wrestling in, yeah. in Montreal basically and, and we asked
0: them about mm-hmm. like is there a school to get trained if we're like 15 16 at the time. And they pointed
1: us over to Jacques Rougeau. Now you, want, you want to get into it? Do we get you into it? You want to tell the we whole, the whole story. story? All right.
2: Hey, if you got a story that involves Jacques Rougeau, we want to hear it.
1: <laughs> All right. Here we go. So
2: we're wrestling
0: wrestling <laughs> 15, 16 years old, <laughs> and we get this opportunity to go and try out at Jacques Rougeau's <clears throat> wrestling school. It's a huge deal. Yeah, the this is, it's,
1: this is crazy. Like my mind, our minds are blown, right? This is Jacques Rougeau, Intercontinental Champion. It, this is crazy. Guy we watched, grew up watching on television.
2: Local legend. I, yes, I did slap him in the mouth. And I'm the one that turned <laughs> a career around of the Dynamite Kid. Go ahead. Yeah. Go, ahead. Yeah. Go, ahead. <laughs> Go
0: ahead. So my dad drives us over to where the school is, which is maybe about a half hour away from where we live. Cause again, we're 15, 16. We don't have our light driver's license yet. You're freaking out. You're intimidated. It's crazy. So we get into the, it was inside of a gym pro gym and we go in, there's the ring set up and everything. And they're kind of holding a class already. Yeah. yeah. So he goes, Oh, Hey guys, come on in. I'm going to show you how to do a thing or two.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're getting in the ring here. Like what is happening? And he says, Okay, I'm gonna give you a body slam. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he picks me up. He does it. It's fine. No problem. He picks Jeff up. He does it. It's fine. Cause again, you know, Jacques Rougeau, a professional wrestler, yeah, he's a big man. Like, isn't that weird Picking to do? up 15, 16 year You don't know what they're doing. It's not, it's very bizarre. Very strange. Yeah. It is. And then he goes, now you're gonna give me a body slam. I'm 15 years old. I'm maybe 140 pounds soaking wet. Maybe, you know what I mean? Right. And he's a big guy. I don't know. Well, what's he wait? 230, maybe? Yeah, what's maybe he 6'2 or something? Yeah, 62, yeah, something like that, I oh guess. So okay. He's like, this is what I'm gonna do. He kind of shows you how we're gonna do it. So he says, now you're gonna body slam me. He had slammed us completely, okay? I picked this guy up. I'm struggling to hold him. You don't understand. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. So I just dropped him. <laughs> just literally, just I just put him down the best way that I that I knew how. He is furious oh he got up gets up in my face and starts pushing me like you have
0: no respect for the business (laughs) I give you my body
1: yeah and like I thought he was gonna slap me I was just this is Jacques Rougeau I'm 15 years old I just dropped him he's getting in my face completely intimidated it was terrifying I found out later that um so Kevin Owens was trained by Jacques Rougeau right Mm -hmm. apparently this was a thing he would do yeah to new prospects
0: yeah Right. I get, I don't right. know
1: what the goal of it was. Respect also, for the Also, business, speaking of Kevin, know. I
0: remember he had two of his students show us some of the stuff that they work on, and there was one guy doing a whole bunch of RVD spots. Turned out to be Kevin Steen. Yeah. So, after obviously getting irate at Matt, now he goes into salesman pitch. He's like, Oh, you know, I see a lot of potential in you guys. You know, I think you could be big stars. So, we leave this place. And we're like, Oh, we're going to be huge wrestling stars. This is fantastic. <laughs> we're driving back home and we're excited. He's a little traumatized. Well, I'm terrified. No, no, no. I shit my pants. Guys. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs>
3: I'll
0: never forget. My dad's just driving the car. And he goes, there's absolutely no way I'm giving that used car salesman. $4,000. <laughs> it was just the amount that he wanted in 2000. Yeah. It so was a lot the dream died right
3: there. there. 4,000 in Canadian or us.
0: Yeah. Canadian No, no Canadian Canadian in like 2000, <laughs> which is a lot of money.
3: Oh, that's a lot of money.
0: You know
2: what? Hats off to your dad. <laughs> right call <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right uh, it really was because and then um so he he would put on these shows and a couple
1: months later he had a show he was going to wrestle King Kong Bundy and he had to pull out of the show because he was hurt Rougeau and so I like to say that uh, it was because of me you know yeah, put him on the show yeah, yeah, on that that drop body dropped him on there. his neck <laughs> took him right out oh my god <laughs> that was our yeah, so that's, that's to, the story yeah and then uh, a year later or I guess it was about a year later, right? We got pointed. Um, we found the indie scene in Montreal. And we found a local company who ended up uh, training us. And by, when I say train us, uh, taught us a collar and elbow on how to bump, you know? Right.
3: Hey, that's, you're like halfway there at that point. You can
2: get out there. <laughs> Figure the rest yeah. out. Yeah, You ought to do something on TV about Jacques Rougeau. <laughs> right. I don't know, just hammering on TV in some subtle way, you know? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Maybe we're the new Mounties. Yeah. Maybe we are.
3: So Montreal, scene's not really all that bustling. But then in February 2006, you guys debuted at Chikara. Chikara, there's there's a lot of history there. and There's a lot of Chikara people at AEW. It's I think the first time I saw you guys, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're Chikara. They'll be here. It's fine. <laughs> right. We're definitely going to sign them. There's too much. Uh, <laughs> too many of you guys. It's awesome. That's hilarious. Talk about your Chikara experience.
0: Chikara was
3: amazing. Uh,
0: it was really one of those, you see how many people are now on the aew roster
1: it was just this group of insanely special talented talent. people who maybe didn't get like the respect that they always deserved for one reason or another it was, you know it was almost like the land of misfit
3: yes yeah for a little bit yeah. of
0: time because you had these guys who were didn't fit the mold of what wrestling was exactly at the time and I, ourselves included like we were bringing 1980s wrestling and you know at the time the roh style was, was the big hit thing and it's like oh, we don't really do that but I found that Chikara, in a way like ECW did at its heyday, was really good at highlighting everybody's strengths, strengths. and really pushing them in that direction.
1: So they they would they put out DVDs and they do promos for the DVDs before your match. And we got to do one. And Mike Quackenbush was the owner and the guy who runs um, Chikara at the time. He he just loved it. That's why we got to stick around. Really, was just our talking ability. Absolutely. Thank God we <sighs> we learn how to talk. Oh, know, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Thank God.
2: Oh man. Hey, I've always said, guys, it's one of, if not the most important thing you can do. The big stars were always able to talk, right? The guys who made money, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's just as kids, that's what influenced us. It was, it was seeing the promos. The that
0: guy like Chris
1: Jericho months. and 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 you know The Rock, obviously, guys like that. Everybody, everybody could talk. You yeah. know, it's just it feels like it's something that's ignored a lot of the time by by up and comers, right? I agree. When you're coming up, you got to find a way to stand out, and we're not. We're never going to be the the best high flyer. You know what I mean? There's already people that <laughs> do that. Close. So we have to find a different avenue. Like what can we bring to the table? And that's kind of what we do now. And with Shakara came the fan base. And oh. I think that's
0: yeah. really what made it special is they really bought into what the product was. It was so different. It was very like comic book based. And this is just on the cusp of before comic books were kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like we were in school when we were in school, someone who read comic books. Yeah. Yeah. Up. A real nerd. I, it, that's it. <laughs> wasn't in pop culture right. at this time like what it changed so was it was it spider-man there was an x-men movie in yeah that's 2001, right One of those. i yeah. want to say and kind of just opened it up but that's kind of where it started to be and chakara kind of fell into that so it fed that niche market that was looking for that melange of comic books Ooh, and melange. wrestling Very so nice. that's,
2: that's tremendous are you guys are you guys comic book guys no. No, no, not no, not not, not, <laughs> not even a bit. No we, clothes, I think we were no the only games. people in Chicago
1: who didn't wear masks. Yeah. Who else was King? Larry Sweeney? Yeah. That's about it. That's about it. Dustin. Price. You're not well, covering Bryce? Yeah. Well Bryce, yeah, Bryce. Uh, oh masked referee. That yeah, would be that would be something. That'd be something. Man, there's so many people in AEW who went to Chicago. I don't know. We did we took a picture. A couple yep. weeks ago. It's just crazy.
0: I feel like every week at T V we can take a picture because there's somebody yeah. from that town who was in Chikara in some fashion. Mm-hmm. So you could take that, you know, reunion group picture. But uh yeah, no, Chikara was an absolute blast. I, I don't think we're here without Chikara. As a matter of no, fact, there's no, we're way. Not there's here no way
2: without Chikara. There's no way. So big factor in our lives. Yeah. What what inspired the bad boys gimmick? <laughs> so, what did inspire so that me?
0: came from our backyard that's, wrestling company oh that's right yeah i, call, I just called it a company <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. it's just wow. six bozos yeah um <laughs> and matt's girlfriend filming it <laughs> yeah the, the, there was um two guys called the the bad boys in our backyard and it wasn't us no and they were identical twins but they're obviously not identical twins the thing was was the commentators never knew which one was which so they would mix up who was who. So we just eventually said, screw it. They're identical twins. Identical twins. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't tell them apart. <laughs> and why did we start doing that? Um, just for so, fun. Yeah, we just right? started
0: doing it for fun at, at a local indie, just just to do something different. You know, yeah. just have
1: just something silly to do. It was kind of a comedy based place. Well, we, so. we, we based it off of um, like the old powers of pain, demolition, LOD. Like we're supposed yeah. to be these big jacked up guys that squash people. <laughs> Which, and we're identical twin biker brothers. And of course you wear just denim
0: we ended up doing it in Chikara oh, nice. just as as a way to evolve the characters that we were playing cuz it was kind of like at first we we're just lovable losers mm-hmm. really good at talking but we did not win a lot of matches so it was kind of like that idea of like putting a fresh coat of paint on to get back to being you know our real selves again so that's that's where the bad boys came from
3: yeah i also like the spelling of bad boys and i appreciate it the
1: double b the double d double
3: b a d d b o y z z it's the double D and the Z that really like <laughs> takes it to the next level for me. So real impressed. You guys ended up going to NXT. Biggest lessons you learned there that you carry with you now?
0: Man, oh that's a man, great grab a hold, <laughs> grab a hold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Terry Taylor. Yeah.
2: Jesus, criminy, Christ.
0: <laughs> uh, slow down. I think it's slow down. Really, it was learning how to wrestle for television, because that's such a different monster than wrestling in, in a room in front of 20 100 500 000, whatever it is even a, a sold-out arena doing a house show is completely different than tv tv is its whole different animal so i think it's and when it comes to slowing down there's moments where you do things on tv that you'll just if you're just standing there still or just holding something and you feel like you're in that moment for an eternity and when you watch it back you're like That was not as long as I felt at all because there's the quick cuts, the cameras and everything. So I think going through that system is the polish of how to be a professional TV wrestler other than just a professional wrestler.
2: That's a good answer. You're right. You're exactly right. And I would imagine two young men from Canada now employed in the WWE system was pretty cool, right? Yeah, it was great. It was the right? goal. It was. Right? It was. I would dare to say, especially
1: at the time, that that's every should be everybody's goal. You know what I mean? If you want, to, AEW wasn't around at the, at yeah. the time. Sure, and um, it was even special because
0: for a certain amount of time, guys like us would not get signed by WWE. It was legitimately impossible, right? Because the edict was, if you're under six
1: foot, over thirty years old, we're not even taking yeah. a look at you. Right. So it was that time was just like it's not going to happen. And then uh, the door started opening up. Things yeah. change, right? Like somebody, like a guy like Sami Zayn yeah. or D- Daniel Bryan, Bryan, Bryan Danielson, Dannison, right? And really Sam changed. Punk got in and it's
0: kind of that opened that door to like, oh, being an indie wrestler is kind of okay. It's not so forbidden. So getting signed there was <clears throat> was fantastic. Like it took a long time. It took us, the whole process took the better part of three years a lot of ups and downs on it. A lot of yes, but
1: not right nows, And we'll be in touch. Don't sign anywhere. So this and yeah. that. once you get there, you realize, oh, you're just dumped into a system. Yeah. There's no plan. Like you got to figure out how to show the, the the powers that be, the people in charge, what you bring to the table. It's a challenge. It's it's a real yeah. challenge.
0: Because unless you're a chosen one that's being hired with the intention of being a, a this or that, you're just in the deep water. And you got to figure, figure out it how to get to the surface figure somehow. It out. It's crabs in a bucket in a way. You know, everyone's just kind of climbing up, but at the same time, someone else is pulling you down a little bit, not intentionally, but it's just the way it goes. So we had to figure out on our own, hey, how do we make some noise? Yeah. That's why we started a YouTube show. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Got to
0: show these people that we
2: can talk because I don't think they know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think, don't
0: think they know at all. Yeah. We
2: know now, buddy. Hey, right. appreciate it. Talk about that YouTube <laughs> show, the show rules. The show rules.
0: So this started off as uh, Everize Live, which we were doing on, on Twitter at the time, and uh, our new show started with again being fired was the first yeah. step of it. We got our release from WWE on a Friday, a Friday afternoon, and it just so happens that our show was on Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. The second we got released, you you deal with those emotions real quick. And then it comes to we have to do the show. We got to do a show.
1: <laughs> we have to do the show like you're never going to have more eyes or ears on your program than you will tomorrow morning right now. Right. Yeah. So we had to capitalize on that. And fucking that's, hell, that's what so, we did so that night that we you got know?
0: released. We filmed our show and it came out the next morning. And then from there, we just started building up this, this YouTube channel because now, hey, we can do all of this on our own. We can do what we want, how we want. And we're still figuring it all out. Like we know we we have the show, we moved it over to Sunday mornings at 10:30. So that's clockwork, that's going to yeah. be there every week. And we're still developing other stuff we want to do. Like we we stop in and do Q&A chats with with fans and stuff like that and we're still It's a of, very
1: it's still very grassroots, small. It's a growing channel right now, you know what I mean?
3: I feel like you kind of have to have a YouTube channel if you're an employee at AEW. Like, that seems to be the way that it's going. Yeah. A lot of vlogs. It's nice that you guys have claimed Sunday as your your release date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, don't even think about <laughs> it. Even. Sunday is our day.
3: Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are already taken. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sunday morning. Easy like Sunday morning. Get your coffee. Get your breakfast. The show rules on YouTube. And get a taste. How about that? There we go.
3: Get a taste. Well, coming up, we're going to get a taste of some fan questions Ooh. here on Ooh. AEW Unrestricted. <clears throat> <clears throat>
2: This is AEW Unrestricted. My name is Tony Schiavone, along with my longtime close personal friend and certainly talented Aubrey Everts.
3: Certainly talented. You feel like you had to say that like you forced it or no, something. No,
2: I say, you know I'm sincere about it when I talk about <laughs> certainly you. Certainly talented.
3: I know. You. I love
2: you. I love you too. Uh, and here are two guys with us who we've really enjoyed talking with and obviously we love their work and the way they can talk.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. I got to say uh, having that? these headphones on yeah. and now Tony's voice, very soothing
1: and yeah, very, very, very soothing, soothing voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. This is great. This is a blast. we yeah, am having a great time, time guys. No wonder he has five kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's time for fan questions. Thanks everyone who submitted them on Twitter. Aztec on Twitter. If you could face the young bucks for the tag titles, which of the three matches would you choose a street fight a cage match or a ladder match? Street fight. Street fight. No question about Not it. Not a
1: fan of heights. Yeah. So that takes cage and ladder
2: match yeah, what are we, right off What the am table. I, coming
0: off the
1: top of the cage? Yeah, coming off the top of the cage. Yeah. Nope. I mean, I'd do you. it. I'd do it if I had to. Yeah, you, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> street fight it is. Give me a street fight all day. Not even close.
3: Yeah, I feel like once Phoenix did the the jump off the cage, it's like, okay, well, that's like the minimum. Now you have to exceed that. So I get
1: yeah. it. You got, you go, well, what, what's next? Not yeah. for me. <laughs> going to gonna put a ladder on top of the cage. <laughs> you going <gotta come, laughs> to come off the ladder. Oh,
3: don't say that out loud. Yeah, Someone will get point. the idea and do it.
1: Hey, good for so, them. <laughs> good for them. Ain't going to be me. <laughs> good for them. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot you could do with a street fight. Oh, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Could go all over the place, you know?
3: Christopher Landis on Twitter: In Chikara, you upgraded from 2.0 to 3.0. Why are you therefore going back to 2.0 instead of the logical upgrade to 4.0? It's it a great money. question. Good it gets
0: question. Very muddy. Good question. Um, I think it was just one of those deals where it's just kind of going back to who we were really before. <laughs> getting signed to WWE. Like, yeah, 3.0 was a Chikara thing. That was a Chikara idea. It was like, okay, sure, that's what it is. But 2.0 is what we were all the way up into it. And at the end of the day, ultimately, it was uh, uh, Tony it was, Khan like 2.0. So its Tony's uh, call. 2.0 it is. There
2: you go. I agree. Whatever he says works, right? Yep. <laughs> Damn right. I, Kurt, Nick, uh, for Matt, uh, what was it like? And I think we touched on this, but you can you can expand on it if you want, uh, Matt. What was it like meeting the real Sting?
1: Wow. Well, that was something. eh? That that moment, like, going into that match, that six-man tag, I wanted to somehow figure out a way to come face-to-face with Sting. As the match progressed, the planning of it, it turned out there was a perfect opportunity for it. I don't even know if I'm answering the question, but come face-to-face with Sting and have Darby take me out. And the cameraman is right over Sting's shoulder. It's a beautiful shot. And and that gift goes crazy. And I think that's what got us our jobs in a Uh, lot of ways. Certainly played a factor in it. But yeah, God bless the real Sting. It's just so cool.
3: Yeah. Every time it's cool. Such a caring individual. So great. Fantastic guy to work with. Benef Silverero on Twitter says, Do you still have access to your time machine from Chikara? And if so, (laughs) would you go back in time to change anything about your careers?
1: Oh, that's, that's a really
3: yeah, good that is a great
1: question. Getting Would deep we with it. Get uh, Go back
0: in time and change anything. We don't have the time machine. Archibald Peck has it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure where it is. Wh- where uh, is Archibald Peck? I don't know. We've completely lost touch with him. Yeah. Maybe
1: he's back in parts unknown. He could be. I don't know. <laughs> We were in a movie, guys. Chikara made a yeah, movie it was wild. and we went back in time and we, well, what's the car's name? Uh, back to the, the Future. DeLorean. Yeah. That brought us back. It's insanity. Here's the thing about a DeLorean. It's a two seater. Oh, yeah. There's three people in it. This is on a live show. of that image out. We drive through a garage door in eastern Pennsylvania, in the middle of a show there's smoke and we get out of this car. The people went bananas. Guys. Banana. It was crazy. What was the question? Would you use it do- to change anything in our
0: careers? I feel like I have to say no because everything led to a place
1: where I mean, really, couldn't be happier with with everything. Like life is great. It would have been life is pretty great right now. It would have been cool if this happened maybe a little earlier in our careers. Sure, I don't know if we would have. You know, it it changes so much your maturity level, and yeah, I don't
2: think I would change anything. Go back and beat Brock Lesnar. Oh, that would be great. Why not? Why not? I'd into the street. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would change. (laughs) Bill Tony, at Bill Tony, wants to know about your experience watching the Stanley Cup Finals in person, being such diehard fans.
3: Uh, Yes, we went to a a
0: game in in Tampa for the Lightning against the Canadians. I mean, it's awesome. Going to a Stanley Cup Finals is awesome. We were talking about this the other day. A big difference between coming from Montreal, which is like a mecca of hockey and sports, (laughs) is that passion is so strong. Yeah.
1: Tampa has a good fan base. Yeah, yeah, but they're... Do they really care that much? I don't
2: know. Florida sports fans kind of, eh, kind of fair weather. Yeah. We can go. To Di- we can go to Disney.
3: Something else going on. Right. Yeah. yeah Rice right? is too good. It's too Florida. good in Florida.
1: <laughs> it's too much to do. Yeah. Too
3: much to do. But it was still, it was awesome. I'm very excited in particular because the Kraken have the first game. Oh, that's right. I'm excited to officially become a hockey fan. So I'll have to hit you guys up and take on some of that fandom.
0: It's great. Hockey's hockey's such a fun sport.
3: I don't know. Dick all about hockey. So this is going to be good. <laughs> I just know our logo is pretty dope.
2: It is pretty. It cool. is nice colors too. Hey, and gentlemen, welcome to AEW Unrestricted, where it's guaranteed that Aubrey's going to say the word dick. Oh, that's,
0: <laughs> it's, so you got to place, <laughs> everyone should place, <laughs> dick. be good to place bets on like the timestamp of when oh, the over-under is going to come
1: out.
3: Oh yeah. Which segment? It's yeah, typically, it's typically earlier. We took a little bit of time oh. on this one. <laughs>
2: wow, okay,
1: so what took to, so long? What took some, so long to talk about dick? A late dick. Yeah. yeah. Hang on,
2: Jeff, did you just say when the dick is going to come out? Then you just, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't yeah. on this show. We ain't talk about it. Okay.
3: Maybe your show, not ours. <laughs>
2: there you go.
3: Kurt of Elliott, when you got let go from WWE, who were the first people you wanted to wrestle? Ooh,
1: I don't even know if I have an answer to that question. Yeah, I don't know either. Because I didn't really give it much thought. Like, the day you get let go, the last thing you're thinking about, oh, jeez, who can I wrestle? Yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, it was more like, How you know, I- what am I going to do with my pregnant <laughs> wife? How can I keep my life together? Yeah.
0: I don't know if there was anybody that really popped into mind, but, yeah, I mean, there's tons of good tag teams out there in AEW around the world. So, mm-hmm. and we, the fun thing is, We've wrestled most of them, most of them, yeah, throughout the years. So uh, I've been saying this before. Every time this question comes up, is it's it's just going to be fun to do it again. Where now all of us are even more mature as performers
1: and professionals. So it's just going to be fun. I I really want a piece of the pride in the powerful. Oh yeah, those guys. Yeah, the the inner circle boys. Oh, yeah. oh we've wrestled oh. them a handful of times. Maybe some of that good yeah. brother ass too. Oh yeah, like, little good brother ass. All of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> little good brother ass. Oh
1: yeah.
2: Yeah yeah. I love it. Uh by the way, if if you haven't realized, we are talking to two point As you can plainly hear, kids who can who can really talk and we've got some very serious questions. Oh. Let's get salacious. Uh, this is from Victor Borio. Oh, friend oh Victor, Victor, Victor. Friend. We know Big Victor. Friend okay, well, then, then you know about this question. What time of day does the wrist tape come on <laughs> <laughs> after you brush your teeth or before? <laughs> I was going to put my wrist tape on today, but
1: I went, I went through my luggage. I realized I had no more, so I got to pick some up at TV. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's after the teeth brushing. It's after the teeth brushing. Can we get serious? Obviously, it's after the teeth brushing. Yeah, you got to wake up, brush teeth, tape goes on. Yeah. There you go.
3: Nice. Okay, another serious question. This is from Zach on Twitter. How do you take your coffee in the morning?
1: Black. Straight black. Instant
0: black.
3: Damn right. A heaping
1: spoonful. Disgusting. Black.
3: There's, there's a big contingent of coffee people at AEW. Yeah. And the big one is like Jerry Lynn. I don't know if you've talked about coffee with Jerry Lynn. Ooh, no, I don't think I have. He sent me videos of his like Keurig setup. Like he's real into it. And he introduced me to Bustello yeah. Instant Coffee, which I have now bestowed upon Vicky Guerrero. So there's mm. a big group of us that are real big into the instant coffee at AEW. So.
1: Instant coffee, it always gets shit on. Everywhere I go, people want to shit on me loving instant coffee. Mm. It's quick. You put the teaspoon in, you boil the water, and you're done. See you later.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. You have it set up in the morning in your hotel because you don't want to have those little coffee pods in the in the Marriott. Those are shit. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> the, the hotel coffee is just straight car. I take instant coffee over hotel coffee, and yeah, I take instant coffee. Mm-hmm.
2: There you go. Instant coffee is just brown water, guys. Yeah. It's oh, gross. take it easy,
0: Tony. It's a you know, couple months. It's disgusting. <laughs> what are we doing? We live in a society
2: here.
1: It gets you going. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I don't know if we mentioned this or not. This is from Kimmy Martinez. Who's your dream guest for Chew of the Week? And why is it Kevin Steen?
1: Oh <laughs> uh, Kevin Steen would be a
0: good, He'd be a good
2: one. Week. Dream guest for Chew of the Week.
3: Tony Shivani is one of them.
0: Yeah, Tony's Tony. Guy, I would, yeah, we need a Tony Chew of the Tony week. S.
1: Yeah, we're gonna do it. I wanted Kingston and we got
0: Kingston. We got like
3: Kingston. that guy has a lot of anger inside yeah.
1: of <laughs> you know? yes. if you don't know what Chew of the Week is. So so I love we love chewing gum, okay? Right. So you, you chew a piece of gum. And you chew somebody out. Like, what's your pet peeve? Yeah, he was somebody. Something that pisses you off. You're telling somebody off. That's the Chew of the Week. Yeah. This week, we actually, we had a Colt Cabana come he, on. He uh, was yeah. a little
0: confused. He was. Uh, con- he
1: thought it was
2: Jew of the Week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, Colt Cabana so was, he was the Jew of the Week. He was uh, the first Jew of the Week
2: on, on the program.
3: Him, Colt Cabana. That's classic. Yeah. Jew with the Chew. <laughs> it's great <laughs> stuff. Chew. Exactly. All right, well. Thank you guys. This was absolutely incredible. You both of you are hilarious and you know, phenomenal wrestlers, both on the microphone and in the ring. Very, very happy to have you as part of our AEW family.
0: Hey, we're so happy to be here. Like, we love uh, being here. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's really rejuvenated our love for wrestling. Has it ever. And as I, it I know ever. a lot of people feel that way. You know, <laughs> and it's really cool to just be around and just hey, doing stuff like
1: this. Come on. With yourself. We're sitting it. here talking with Tony Shabani. On, Are you kidding me? Come on. on. voice of our childhood. Yeah. It's,
3: he's a big guy. Life is great.
2: <laughs> Thank you, guys. Don't forget their their YouTube channel, The Show Rules. Uh, you can listen to follow this podcast, AEW, wherever you get your podcast. That's free, by the way. Ooh. And also, leave us a rating. That I won't read. <laughs> <laughs> and check out the video episode on YouTube. Just search AEW Unrestricted. But we got a lot of TV shows, don't we, Aubrey?
3: We do. We've got Elevation on Mondays. We've got Dark on Tuesdays. We've got Dynamite Wednesdays. and Rampage Fridays. You can watch Darks Mondays and Tuesdays on YouTube. And then Dynamite and Rampage on TNT for now. But eventually, Dynamite will be on TBS starting January 5th.
2: Got a special Dynamite on Saturday night, this Saturday, October 16th. Live from Miami on TNT. Miami! And Roads to the Top with Cody and Brandy right after Dynamite. Again, it's all coming up on TNT on Saturday. Thanks a lot, guys. Heck Thank yeah. you. Okay, we'll get you a good baseball hat soon, Matt. Don't worry about it. Piece <laughs> <laughs> of okay. garbage. Oh, Shots fired. Yeah, <laughs> Freaking Expos are... They're coming back. They're coming back to them. Yeah. Really? To Puerto Rico? <laughs> <laughs> and look, We don't like to talk about 0304. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh... Still in open okay, you got it.
3: I'm Aubrey Edwards. This is Tony Schiavone. Thank you so much for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Come on, throw your hands
1: up. Let me see you. Unrestricted. Got the house now. we going to turn it up, up. Bring the house down. Got the big space. Pump and make them bounce now. Blossom like they're bouncing. Then the bricks are coming out now. Uh, unrestricted. Uh, unrestricted.